All right, Sammy, I didn't think that that one was going to be a good one, but it turned out to be one of the most enjoyable wins of the Maple Leaf season. I, I actually think that that was a contender for number one most enjoyable win. Leafs win. You know they're red hot when they beat the ass of the Florida Panthers coming in on a Tuesday night. Like, that just feels, you look at that on the schedule if you're a long-term Leaf fan ahead of the season, that feels like a guaranteed loss. You start off in a hole, you come back, there's physical play. Like, yeah, hard for me to think of a game I enjoyed more than that where they won. Yeah, spectacular hockey game. Um, So many sort of juicy narratives, juicy storylines. Honestly, I think it is the number one most enjoyable game so far. Uh, I loved a lot of stuff. I don't know necessarily where you want to start. I want to start with the positives before the a couple negatives. But um, I loved, loved, loved Zach Aston Reese for the first time as a Leaf tonight. That was one of my favorite moments of his career. I don't know where you want to start, but uh, it was a really, really enjoyable game. No, well, I, I'm I'm down with starting with that because, like, I, I just tweeted it. You'll never be able to convince me that that comeback happens without the Leafs sticking up for each other. First, it's bunting, and then it's Zach Aston Reese. And, like, sis, you want to roll those highlights. So it's Montour, right? That's absolutely just laying the lumber on Austin Matthews. Cousins. It was Cousins? Cousins. Yeah, it was Cousins. Okay, I thought it was Montour. I think he Nick ended Cousins. up tripping Montour or whatever. It's, some, yeah. it's, it's, it's a play behind the net, and... Oh. There's just, it just gets a little scrummy and all of a sudden Matthews ends up in it. I don't know what this, this is. It's, a, long, it's long a good highlight. Yeah, highlight. Like, <laughs> uh, <right>. But <laughs> I was like, this is not, but anyway. Oh, oh, this is, this is Zach Aston Reese going after. Um, yeah. It's just in the whatever. Um, so that's the Zach Aston Reese play that we're watching on YouTube, which also phenomenal. Like everybody knows at this point who Radko Gudis is, right? He's mm-hmm. a guy who's going to run around. He was trying to mix it up with Engvall of all people earlier in the game. By the way, I thought he actually kind of engaged Engvall a little bit too. Like he was cross-checking him. Engvall didn't totally back down. He obviously isn't going to fight. But on the next goal, Engvall like puts a hard puck in, gains the zone, and then the Leafs scored the Kerfoot goal. And mm-hmm. I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe there's a little bit of something in that. But yeah, like Zach Aston Reese, nice to see you do something like this. Like nice to see a fourth-line guy drop the mitts and stick up for a teammate. And then this one... I actually thought was more important in the game because Matthews rips the goal right after. And like I, I have Sean Thornton on my podcast tomorrow. I've got Christopher Stieg on my podcast tomorrow. And definitely like the theme of the day is going to end up being this, like how it feels to be a player when guys drop the mitts for you or guys engage in this kind of play. And I've said it to you before. And I know like I got the tweets tonight of people going, Leafs aren't tough and they can't, they're fake tough guys. And you've said it to me before, you know, like everybody always says the same tired ass thing, which is that, well, they're not tough and you can't change the stripes on a tiger, blah, 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 blah. It's all faking it. Stick up for each other. Like that's all you need. Just feel it a little bit. The league Mm -hmm. isn't a league where it's a bunch of goons anymore. You can kind of fake it in the new NHL. So just fake it, stick up for each other. Bunting flies in there, throws the mitts off. He just grabs a body. Even Matthews gets engaged. And guess what? The Leafs come back. I, I, I so, really do think that it woke him up. I loved it. So there's two things that flipped the game for me. And the physicality to me and them sticking up for each other absolutely matters. And you can't tell me otherwise. But finally getting a goalie pull. And I don't know, how many, I don't know how many times we've seen this over the history of hockey. It's got to be over a million where your team's playing well. The Leafs were playing so much better than the than sorry than uh florida they were out chancing them out shooting every metric the leafs were playing much much better 
and they get a couple power plays. They get a breakaway. Sure, I'll, I'll give Murray that one. But the other three that go in are just goals that can't go in in the NHL. You need to have those. And you could just tell that it was getting pretty close to not quit time, but they were not pleased. You could tell the body language. After that Barkov goals, goal goals in, you see Marner on the bench. His head kind of drops quickly. Like, you know the, the face of a guy who's not thrilled with their goalie. You can just tell. And immediately he puts Samsonov in. They start sticking up for each other. Pulling the goalie, deserved or not, works. Deserved. It works. And it 100% deserved. But even sometimes, I was ready to go with him after the third goal. After that wrister from the sideboards or whatever it was that went in the net, yeah, I, said, I sent a tweet. I sent a tweet, get the hook, like get him out of there. You need to wake, the, wake it up, whatever. It worked. So two things that can change a game for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it actually happened. Some physicality, sticking up for each other and pulling a goalie. And you just have the stars take over for the rest of it. You get a great late goal from Matthews. You get two from, get one from Willie off his bean and then a gorgeous goal on OT. It's like, those are the, that's the recipe right there. Let's stick with the goalies for a second though, because first of all, this is why you have two of them. Like that both of these guys were supposed to be in a sense, lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of you moving off of one, this this has been, I don't want to say it's been a gripe of mine with Keith so far this season, but Bourne kind of nailed it. It really does seem like he's stuck in his ways about pulling goaltenders, where he goes, we've got a plan and I don't want to show anybody up and I want to give these guys an opportunity to earn their playback during a game and I want them to have their rest and be properly on the schedule and blah, 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 blah. Like, you won that game tonight because you went away from that formula. Like, there's no yep. doubt about it. And there was two things. One is Samsonov made brilliant saves tonight that I do not. Dude, I, Murray doesn't make some of those saves that he made. He didn't have to do a lot, but the ones he had to make were big time. I don't know who it was that came flying down on the wing, wide open, snaps one, and he mm-hmm. puts out the glove and makes it. And the way that Murray's glove looked the rest of the night, there's no way that save is made. Like, it's just that was a yep. big time save by Sam, Samsonov. The one on the breakaway with the scorpion where he puts yep. the pad up. Like, there was a couple, was like, quantity over quality, I understand, but, like, Big moments in the game where they were clutch stops and you needed it. But you know what the other part of it is, though? He comes in and the Panthers go something like 10 plus minutes without a shot. Leafs locked it down because they knew that they had an ice cold goalie coming in and they didn't just want to sewer both guys tonight. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of embarrassing for them. You pulled the goalie, Matt Murray's out of there and you said it like the body language changed, but the play changed too. They didn't, they stopped giving up shots. All of a sudden the Panthers weren't really giving chances. There's a reason why we remember all the Samsonov saves because it's the only times that yeah, it was very far, few and far between where the Panthers were able to break in on net. So, yeah, I just I, I think that it was a good job by Sheldon Keefe, who also ended up having a good night, not only the poll. Like, if you look at the game-time goal, he ends up loading up with his top guys on the mm-hmm. offensive zone draw, like a pretty patented move of his that ends up working out, even though the goal is And just a gorgeous, good. gorgeous goal, by the yeah, way. Beautiful. Just an absolute one beauty. One of the goals of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, how close was Tavares to having one of the goals of the season? Oh, my God. How do you wrap that when, around? When he gets in that area and he pulls it to the toe, oh, I feel bad for the defender. When he's that close to the net, he tries it from a little bit too far out at times where he like gets it in over the blue line and you're like, oh, there's no way that your feet are going to let you do that. But when he's down around the goal line, down around the hash marks, that pull to the middle is devastating. And to pick up the puck, go around the net, it was beautiful. So I thought he was jumping all night. Like I thought he played a really, really good game. So um Big night for Samsonov, and clearly now he gets the net against Winnipeg on Thursday night. He's, you know, in this goalie horse race that we've had all season, his nose is definitely now out in front, and you get to see what he has against, 
you know, Winnipeg, who's playing excellent in a sneaky big rivalry game for the least. It's always a greasy one, so it should be interesting to see what he has. But awesome performance for him to come in and kind of steady the waters for the Leafs. Yeah, we, we've talked about it on the last show, but this next stretch of games before the All-Star break is a pretty nice test for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really nice. Hey, January, lull, blue Monday, can you stay up and engaged? And yeah, I thought they did it. Anyways, super impressive stuff from them from a physical standpoint. Um, yeah, I want to get into the Murray stuff a little bit. Like, you want to do some of the negatives or you want to do more positives first? Um, I thought Nylander was, again, awesome in third, like just dominant once again. So, so he, this was, if he hadn't scored in this game, which he ends up getting two, so it's a moot point, it would have been seven straight games for him without a goal which I don't think his play has necessarily been conductive of that goal as stretch. Like I still, I still think he's had chances or whatever, but to me, it's just such a vintage hockey thing. It's just a little thing. Like you're going through a slump. How many wide open chances? He has a penalty shot for Christ's sakes. He has all these chances in this game, misses the net goalie saves it. And of course the one that bumps the slump is the one that bounces off three bodies and off your noggin and into the net. It's just such a classic hockey thing. And then in overtime, just barbecues to the outside. I don't even know who he was, who he got there, but uh, nice to see him tuck it in on the, on the far side. And yeah, I, I think the most impressive thing with Willie over this stretch was I don't think his plays really necessarily dipped without the goals. Right. And then years past when the goals have gone away, the play has gone away, right? 100%. Like you're just not noticing as much. And I think he only had two points in his last six games. I think he had two helpers against uh, Nashville. And then mm-hmm. other than that, I think it was donuts, but he's still noticeable out there. So big night for him to get back on the board. Yeah. I just, I, I, I thought that from, it was funny because I actually had written down that this was going to be a night of gripes because the Griping. play in the, well, dude, the play it's, it always feels a little – I felt a little sheepish thinking about it because the Leafs have been so good for a lot of the season. And if a Grizzly goal doesn't go in against Boston late, you know, it's just it's a different kind of narrative arc. But it really did feel like the Leafs were going to be losing three straight games. Yep. And that's something we hadn't seen in a while. And yeah, the for first the time this year team, in regulation, if they had a loss yeah, in regulation. Yeah. And, and I thought, obviously, Bobrovsky was really solid. But right. At this point, like, yeah, I thought they were sloppy in the first. Like, Marner had a really bad first period where he was bitching to one of the refs and the, you know, puck goes in the net where he's basically going to make a missed assignment. Then he misses one on the power play. A shorthanded goal goes in. They respond with pretty much, like, uh, non-factor power plays that don't end up working out for them. They're just not really, like, moving the puck. They can't gain the zone. There's just some bad passes, some bad turnovers. It's funny because like Morgan Riley made this really awesome play where he takes a hit and the Leafs score their first goal. But then from that point on, he's kind of like starting to have some pretty bad turnovers. And I'm going, God damn it, Morgan. Like, yeah, you're trying to find something positive and build off of it. And I'm thinking, here you go. And then the rest of the period is pretty bad. Matt Murray's bad. People are pissed off with Keefe in terms of not pulling the goaltender. Like, it just it, it really pivoted pretty quickly. Like they just buried a lot of crap from the first couple periods by basically just turning it on completely with the last couple of seconds in the second and then a dominant third. Yeah. So what did Marner expect to happen by yelling up the red? Do you think he's going to blow it dead? Like that was so I, weird to I, me. That, that was like a how basketball many, play. That was no, literally NBA. How many times in an NHL game over the season do guys run into the refs? It happens all the time. Like not not as much as you'd think it would, but it happens a lot. It's like, that's just the breaks. Those guys are out there for 60 minutes. You barely notice them. You happen to run into him one time. Well, he's not going to blow it dead. That's just, he's out there. Like you can't whine to him about it. So, um, yeah, they did it. 
I still didn't think they played awful. Just a couple turnovers, like you said. It was sloppy, but, though, right? Like it was for just, sure. They, they weren't it was, crisp. They weren't crisp for no. most of the game. So uh, most of the first, I, I thought they really did start to pour it on. It was a weird game in terms of penalties and tons of whistles, and I, you know, I thought the Leafs got an excellent whistle tonight, and then there was the weird one where. Who went, was it Bennett that goes into the box and they pull yeah, him out and they put Lilligren in? I was like, what the hell? I didn't they, even know that dude, was a rule. All, all I could think of was the was the Tim Robinson sketch where he's like, I don't know how to do this. You know, he's driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is all <laughs> that was that ref where he was just trying to, I don't know what any of this is. That was him when he was trying to figure out what was going on with that play. It was there was the so, this is a so, weird one, man. Like so I'm not even, allowed to, so you're not allowed to kick the stick back to the goalie. Is that what the, is that what it was? Or it was interference in front of the net? Like, I still don't know what the penalty was. I like, I, like, I don't know how you're not allowed. I've seen guys get the, their stick back to the goaltender a billion times. Yeah. I, like, I guess if there's a that. guy there and it gets into his lane, it's different. Like, yeah, I, dude, I again, I, I'd love to see what this ref was saying to Lilligren where he's like, yeah, so no one really saw it. And then we just like one guy behind the net blew the whistle <laughs> and. It's he, obviously the just killing him. He's squinting. He's gone. You got to say this again, because there's no way what you just said is happening is actually happening. That's vintage coach on. face yeah. with the squint oh. face. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. Speak up, son. Yeah, there's no way that that was. Yeah, you're right. I, that's an unprecedented thing. This was just a weird game, man. Yeah. Nylander yeah. get the uh, penalty shot. Uh, like right at the beginning of the period, Bobrovsky was awesome. Panthers so, just have, I got to say, how many times do you notice Kachuk tonight? I'm so glad you said that because zero. Yeah. I honestly zero. was like, did he play? And he, he, I they, especially a lot. I thought he was sure. solid for them. But outside of him, I went, eh. and I thought that their defensemen, like Ekblad made a bunch of nice plays. You know, I thought Stahl was just big and physical, like his normal self, but also kind of looked pretty slow. But yeah, Kachuk, I just went, where is he? What? This is the guy? The, where is the guy? I thought that he would get up for the Leafs after. Remember the Muzzin thing where they kicked the puck at him and he had a meltdown and cried about <laughs> his teammates not sticking up for him? So I was surprised too because it was a physical game and there was yeah. like a bunch of greasy stuff and I was expecting old 19 with the mouth guard hanging out to be right in the middle of it and he just never was. So I no agree, a pretty quiet night for him. I thought maybe their best forward was Carter Verhage. Whoopsies. Yeah, he was That's good. one that that was one that slipped away for. He's got 21 tucks on the year so far, which is blew my mind. It's like, oh man, maybe we should have held on to that guy. But um, can we talk about Gudis? Yeah, sure. What do you want to say about him? I I thought it was a completely shameful and embarrassing display by him. What the turtle? So he's running around the whole game. Yeah. He is. He's running. That's his game. I completely understand that, and I'm completely fine with it. But the hit on Angball was greasy. It was greasy. There was no reason to get that low. He's going straight at the knee. That it wasn't a penalty. I understand, but it was a greasy borderline hit. And I a agree. guy, he and Zach, and Zach Aston Reese, who is not a top guy. I mean, he's fought in his career, right? Like he's had a couple. Here it is. This is it here. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh no, this is. Uh, oh my God, he just. That, this is the first. This is the first one where he went into no, the net and it's. That was after. That was after the fight. That was after the fight that that happened. Look at his face. What a Neanderthal. I didn't even think that was a penalty. I thought the one on. Like I mean, he's going to the net. I thought he made contact. I'm not even sure that one was a penalty necessarily, but um, the low bridge on Angval, and he gets Zach Aston Reese, who's not a fighter, mm-hmm. gets right in his face, and like you're Mister Neanderthal, big beard, tough guy, running around all night. And you throw a greasy hit, 
and you turtle like that, if I'm his teammate, I'm like, oh boy, like I know they got a power play out of it, but like you're not gonna go Zach Aston Reese after you throw a low bridge on a guy like uh, that was for root for the Gudis brand. Pretty embarrassing, to be honest I, with you. I completely agree with you, but I've always thought that that was the Gudis brand that he plays a physical style of game, but that he doesn't really want to fight, and that he's like he's a more physical rat in the sense of he wanted to draw that penalty and he knew that by turtling that they were going to get the call and that his team was going to go up on the power play. And like, I agree with everything you're saying. I just, Mm. that was exactly what I expected from him. I never thought for a second that he was going to engage in that fight. Like he didn't engage it. He kind of got jumped, which he should have. I don't mean like it was a dirty jumping by Zach and Reese. He grabbed grabbed onto him, looked him in the eye, dropped the gloves. And 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 I was surprised. Yeah, it was like, listen, you know what I think of that. Like, (laughs) It was embarrassing. I'm sure it was. It was embarrassing. Like, that's a bad look for Radko. Old beardo, tough guy, Neanderthal, thinks he's running around, and then you finally have to answer for it, and you turtle. Just mm-hmm. if I was his teammate, I'd be like, oh, boy, that's that's not pretty. Anyways, I just wanted yeah. to make sure I got that in there because it kind of kind of pissed me off. Um, Bobby McMahon showed up early in this game with that mm-hmm. big shot. Yep. Gets robbed by Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been a pretty big fan, and I think that he got a lot of pub off of that play. But then from that point on, I I wasn't really noticing him too much. I don't I don't know. What do you think about like next game in terms of the lineup? Absolute just a guy. Yeah. Like, He's a bottom six guy in the Joey Anderson mold and the whoever the hell else they bring up from the Marley's mode. Like, he's fine. Yeah. I think he's big. I think he can skate pretty well. He got demoted to the fourth line. Hunt got bumped up later in the game. I saw Keith went to um, Hunt on the other side with Angval and Camp for a couple mm-hmm. shifts, which I thought Hunt earned. I thought he was physical tonight. I thought he played well. So if you're talking about the fourth line horse race, I think Hunt has kind of nudged his nose out in front of... Out in front of um, uh yeah. McMahon, but like to me this just needs to be improved yeah. <laughs> like, this, like, this is this is a priority like i think if you're not going to trade kerfoot and angval which is both of our dreams that that's kind of how you rework the bottom six and you bring in new guys you can't have these mix and match boys going into the playoffs like you really need mm-hmm. to bring in some veteran help in the bottom half of the lineup because i, I just think these guys are all just kind of Similar dudes. I, I did think I did think Engvall was good tonight, and obviously for sure. like Kerfoot Kerfoot had the tuck, so he gets some credit for that. I also thought it was funny. I, I do think that the defenseman got a stick on it. I didn't have the best view, but Nylander made a beautiful play in the third and got it over to Kerfoot. Oh. And I went, oh, it's Kerfoot, and I and then he just he had like a Harlem Globetrotter style whiff on a mm-hmm. puck that I don't think was there. Like I didn't see an angle where it was he tipped. Actually, it was tipped. Yeah, it was tipped. Eh? Yeah, it was just yeah. funny how or Haggy like, got his hard, stick on it. Yeah, it was just funny how hard he swung his stick at it. <laughs> it looked and like Charlie right Brown. And I, I just thought it was kind of funny. I went, even on a night you tuck, you have that moment where you're there on a on a big play. But yeah, I'm in a micro note stuff. Um, the Matthews goal, he rips that. Mm-hmm. That felt so. There's been a lot of hey, he's actually hurt. This isn't load management. He's not hurt enough that he won't play. He's been fighting through it. Like there's all kinds of just different leaks about this that I've heard from all kinds of different people. Hey, he's mostly fine. Hey, he wasn't actually sick to this is something that he's been battling through for the most of the season and they were beat up on the blue line. So he didn't want to take time off. Like go on down the line. He hasn't been the same like terrifying goal scorer. Now this is two games in a row where he has just like highlight real nasty Austin Matthews goals. And again, like he's still scoring this year. It's not like he's sitting on 12 goals. What's but he up that, to now? Feels like that was up to 24, I think that's 22. 25, 22. No. Yeah, I think it's only 22. Oh, okay. I might be I was- wrong. I might be not wrong. Sure. 
Don't quote me on that. I'm not okay. that's I'm not a good top of the head stats guy, but I think it's 22. <laughs> I used to know who led the league in every stat for Dude. like most of my life. You know what the difference is there? Can I I my theory on that? Google. Okay. It's just like you can Google it's True, you don't stat. need to know anything. No, it's like you used to yeah. have to like memorize it and I we're old so you'd look at it like in a newspaper or <laughs> Oh yeah. You'd memorize guys stats on the back of a hockey card. That was his whatever. 22nd goal. You nailed it, bud. Yeah. Hey, see? Hey, nice. not too bad. Hey. Outscoring Carter Verhage now in the air. Good on him. Not too bad. Got a big brain on the kids still. <laughs> I still got it. I still got it. I'm not completely washed yet. Anyway, I just I thought that that was pretty big that like that was an Austin Matthews style goal. Also, mm-hmm. Elliot nailed it. Thank God that the officials did big the right time. thing. Like I never really thought it was in doubt. I, they, we've seen a goal like this this year already, right? Where we got the hey the puck was it was the Giordano goal. Yeah, the, the goal was literally in the I mean the net was in the corner. When the puck went over the line, so So, I think they count this one. (laughs) Yeah, but I was kind of looking at it being like, is the angle sharp enough that they could have at least even a case for it? And I went, what is it if it's borderline? Anyway, we saw one that was way more egregious this year when Geo scored. They counted it. We know the rule. But my God, if they did that, we it'd be literally the goalie summit the following day where the league would have to go, we're drilling these posts in the ice like we're (laughs) getting – the so, reinforcements to make sure that they're in here. They're never going to move because everybody would be doing that. It did move. I will say the post did move pretty easy. Oh yeah. And he pushed it. Like yeah. he, I, do we have to have a national referendum on this now? Because, because he pushed it off. Is everybody going to be talking about this for the next six weeks? How goalie Bobrovsky oh, put about that. Oh my God. I've never heard more about like, Oh, Oh, everybody. Let's, let's, let's change oh. the rules because the least goalie pushed it off. It's like, Oh my God, who cares? The net's been coming off for 60 years. Who gives a crap? Like, honestly, I listen, I, I get it, but it, it is so funny seeing how Leafs fans freak out to certain things. That was one reporter that went, Hey, the league Kipper's been talking about on our show every day about how they're going to go to the GM meeting and they're going to talk about rules with it. Mm-hmm. Me and Kipper were yelling at each other last Friday about it. It's a thing. Kipper just got to find something to bitch about. He's in a (laughs) tough way right now. Leafs are good. They're playing fine. He's like, yeah, goalie, the post. (laughs) He's got to figure it out. uh, I just wanted to go back to that goal and highlight Willie Nylander. The patience and savvy where he knows how little time's left on the clock. You can feel the energy in the building, the frantic energy. Everybody's kind of like wrestling. Everybody knows how little time's left. And to make that circle back and not rush it and just put it right in the sweet spot for Austin Matthews who blasts it. Like that is so sweet to be able to do that and have that sort of wherewithal and patience and poise like that. That's a really, really amazing play by managing the clock and knowing how much time's left and not rushing it. And like most guys would have just beaten that to a square, shot it straight to the net and just try to get it on. There was a great play by Willie there too. Um, I got nothing else in the notes. Other, like I said, I thought that it was a, just a wild game. I think mm-hmm. we already hit on everything. Um, like I really have nothing left. My only note it left is I really hate that Connor Timmons got on power play too. I so, just want to, I just want to see Lilligren there. I just I've been so impressed with Lilligren's play lately. He he's been jumping out to me just about every single night. I think you reward guys that are supposed to be within the organization with the chance to get those opportunities. He's obviously got a shot on him, and I know that Timmins like his main thing is being able to pass the puck, but that that like weirdly annoyed me to a degree. And I know it was like 30 seconds of power play time, but didn't love it. Didn't love so, the guy that's definitely not going to be on the roster getting power play time. So I have two things. Uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up with you and yeah. something off of that. If you can't play Connor Timmons P 
PP2, I mean, you probably shouldn't have on the team. Like well, that's kind of that they should have him on the team. Well, I mean, I mean he and Jordy he's, Ben actually. There's were no, like there's the no two option. Players. There's no thinking, option. There's no option. Sandine's yeah. sick. Like TJ Brody's hurt. Like you just yeah. have to play somebody. And I think if you're gonna have T- Connor Timmons in the lineup, his what's his number one skill? Snapping it around, snapping it mm-hmm. towards the net. I, I have no problem with them putting him on the on the second that's power play unit. I'm not convinced. Sure, Lily like that than Lilligren is. I think he's like maybe a better, I don't know, heads up pass. I, I get why he did it. Like I I don't really care about the second power play unit. They're not gonna live or die with the second power play unit. No, I get I really it. Like don't I said, care. It, just, it but... was something that I went I, I wanna see the kid who's been playing really well get rewarded with and, the opportunity. And the second thing that you said there about Jordy Ben, I wasn't gonna bring this up, but it's similar to the Simmons thing with me, where I love the idea of Ben. Mm-hmm. I love what he the like the top end Jordy Ben brings yeah. like, and I love having that part on the blue line. Like I really do. And watching him out there tonight, I'm like, yeah, the Leafs need a more competent butcher. Like they do. Dude. They just, they do need that. And Jordy Ben, God bless him. He's just not it. Like he's just, Dude. his pivots are too slow. Like he doesn't make the right plays, but like he, he threw a couple hits tonight. There was that play off the Matthews one where he's just body in that guy in the corner and, he can cut out, cut off the cycle. Like he's got some parts of his game that you love, and it just mm-hmm. makes me think, like, oh man, they could really, really use a guy like him, but better. Yeah, except the first goal, it's him who goes in for a puck, and oh, yeah. the Panthers forecheck causes them to cough it up, and it's a goal listen, in the back of their net. And listen, then on on the Matthews I, play, what? I just I don't. I'm not defending Jordy Ben here. I just I know to be clear. I just to uh, I just the way you were talking about it there. I did like I like the idea of him. No, of course, dude. And you know who else likes the idea of him? Kyle Dubas. That's why they yes. went out and got Labushkin. That's why like mm-hmm. they've had Polak in the past. Like they they like having that guy. And I'm telling you, the the more I watch this team, and the more it's just becoming apparent that they they're gonna add another defenseman one way or mm-hmm. another. And I think that that Gavrikov guy from Columbus is gonna like that over the next couple of months. That's gonna end up being. Like name. more and more steam as that is the name. Like there are way sexier names, right? Well, Carlson, Bo Horvat's out there. You know, the basically there's a bring Luke home, bring what? Luke home, bring Luke well, home. Luke's going to the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's going back Br- there. <laughs> you didn't bring see Luke that in 32 thoughts? No, I didn't. Yeah, Elliot reported that the Lightning are going to be hot to trot for Luke. I know it's heartbreaking to see him, but yeah, um, Gavrikov's better than Shen. So if they end up getting him, that's great. Yeah. Um, it's just, they need some more insurance on their blue line. They mm-hmm. clearly need a physical presence back there and they need somebody who can play hard minutes. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you can't be one injury away from Connor Timmons or Jordy Ben. Like you just can't like, agree. um, and, and those guys, yeah, like they're serviceable in a regular season. I think the Leafs have done a terrific job as a whole of getting by with how many injuries they've had on their blue no line. Doubt. Dubas deserves credit for finding like enough guys that can actually capable play. bodies, right? Like capable, but yeah, tonight was rough <laughs> for Jordy so, and he had that one good game, his debut. But since then it's like, I was thinking about how we should have an award for like the worst player of the game, you know, best player, worst player. I was yeah. thinking about calling like the worst player of the Aki. And I was like, he gets the Aki tonight. <laughs> no question about it. Jordy I, Ben, especially since like bunting drops the mitts and like gets in that scrum. I'm like, Hey, Jord, like, <laughs> Hey, That's... the big beard Neanderthals with no <laughs> visors were not fighting today. <laughs> How about you break somebody's face? Like, yeah. What's happening here? Are you okay? Like, is your wrist broken? What's happening? Last thing for me yep. is you mentioned Lilligren. Yeah. And 
I, I, I hate coming on and doing this on my computer because I, I have a hard time looking up the stats. I'm just trying to see what he played tonight. But I loved him beside Riley. And I thought it was Riley's most confident night back mm-hmm. since he's been come, since he's come off the injury. It's so funny. We had Joe uh, Jovanovski on the show today. I heard it. And, keep it simple. and he's like, keep it simple, keep it simple. Like, you know, let the puck do the work. And Riley like led the rush like seven times tonight. <laughs> We're like, that's not exactly what we meant by keep it simple there, Morgan. But I thought he looked the most confident that he's looked so far. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that is Lilligren's development, man. Like yeah. I real I really do think may you still need a top end guy, but I really do think the potential's there for him to be a top pairing guy on the right I, side. Yeah. It's like it's it's getting in that conversation. Yeah, I he he played almost twenty one minutes tonight. I, yeah. I think that in terms of Morgan Riley, mm-hmm. yes, he deserves credit for some of the way that he played tonight. I thought that there were a couple of tough turnovers for him. Um I think that's always going to happen. But you're right. And and I also think that there was a couple of times too and and I'm hyper focused on Riley right now, right? Because he's struggling, he's fighting it. But there it's just his gap control and the way guys can gain the zone on him is just it's so frustrating to watch sometimes. You're like, "Man, it, mm-hmm. it just he's I think he might be the easiest guy on the team to gain the zone on." Like it just it's pretty easy. <laughs> if you watch closely, it's every single time it's like he's not yeah, he's not stopping you there. He's not stepping up into the play. Um, but so but the I'm Leafs just, played so well tonight. Sorry, just to finish the thought. No, it's okay. Like, the Leafs played so well tonight, and they dominated the puck so much, and like Florida had so few chances. I just, like, I'm not trying to take credit away from him because, again, I, I want to give him credit for the play that he made, the first one, he took the hit, but it was just kind of a hard game to judge him because they just, they, like, they had the puck for basically the second period onward. Right. And it wasn't like Florida was giving them much of a pushback, you know? So, yeah. Anyway, Lilligren so, uh, continues to be incredibly impressive to me as well. And he's just a guy where every single night I'm going, I like that. I like that. He's just got a quiet game, a physical game. Like, he, like he's added more of that dimension. He can snap a pass. He, he's a good skater. Like, let yeah, me, let, me just, put, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. If someone was looking to make a big trade for a certain defenseman and they asked to choose between Sandine and Lilligren. Oh, it's no question. I'm taking Lilligren. Yeah, but I don't even think that's been a debate for a while. Is that is that is that are you sure? That's not a hot take? No, I don't think that's a hot take. I think okay. that's pretty clear. I think All that right. just like the handedness, the fact that like both guys actually like they're not afraid to throw the ball. And Sandine's been now, but, really good recently. Yeah, but Sandine's smaller too. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's the better offensive guy in some regard, but that Lilligren's the more balanced of the two. And he's just mm-hmm. like yeah, he's been better in their end. And I, I think Probably, you know why the reason is that he, like, pops for me on a lot of nights? It's like, one is I think that he's poised with the puck. Like, he doesn't make a ton of scrambled or rushed or idiotic decisions. But two is that on a team that does not have a lot of cycle killers and some guys that can go down and kill a play, he's actually he's done a, like, pretty good job of, like, tying guys up on the board and mm-hmm. and, and just, like, waiting for the support to come and, and help make a play. I just, yeah, night in, night out, I'm always like, oh, I, I never write down bad Lilligren plays, and I no. always write down like one or two little mini moments where I'm like, maybe we turn this there, into something. It's like, nah. There was know. a play tonight where he was coming out of the, his own zone, mm-hmm. and he had a weird fumble with the puck, which you notice so much with him because he so rarely does it. And I don't know who the Florida player was on him, and like he makes this like readjustment, 
And right as the guy's about to like kind of pick his pocket, he like whacks it up the the side of the the boards, and he just gets it up to the to the offensive zone. And it's like he does have great poise with the puck, and he makes little plays and stuff. So he's come way farther than I ever thought he would. Like Dude, he I, is. I can tell you, like, I, he has really turned into something for the least. I never thought he'd be this good. I have to admit. Well, I can tell you that for a fact within the organization, they they didn't think that he had the IQ or the drive to be doing this. Like at, there really? was a point. Yes. There was a point when he was like in with the Marlies and remember when he started to like stack points and people went mm-hmm. like Lilligran and then he got that bit of a taste with the big club and it was bad. Oh, boy, and, like, he was yeah. rough then. <laughs> and, and people thought like, yeah, he can skate, he can snap it. But they, there was a real belief that he just, yeah, the, the brain wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like a lot of the nights I see him making just smart plays, right decisions and crafty stuff like you're talking about right there. So anyways, yep. uh, he deserves a lot of credit. Let's wrap this up. Um, subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars, give a thumbs up on YouTube, share it on Twitter and Instagram. Again, it really helps us out whenever you do this stuff. Tell a friend, do the, all those things. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus at Sammy McKee. And uh, yeah. On one Thursday night, baby. Jets and Leafs. Yeah, I know. Let's hope for some more greasiness. Simmons Love the greasy it. hockey. Yes, it's this has been a nice little reprise. Week. A lot of, yeah, a lot of bad hockey. Let's hope for more of that. Simmons back in the lineup. Let's see another scrap. Um, yeah, we'll see you then Thursday night live on Leafs Talk Live. Thanks, you.